Hey gang, Rickley James here. I just wanted to remind you as we begin today's podcast that my new live album and DVD, Basement Psalms Live, is available at rickleyjames.com. You can also get it for a limited time as a digital download at getmopix.com. That's G-E-T-M-O-P-I-X.com. Only $5.99 for the full, uncut, digital concert. You can watch it right on your mobile device from getmopix.com. Make sure to stop by rickleyjames.com for more information on everything pertaining to my ministry, my music, what's going on in my life. Thanks for listening to Voices in My Head podcast, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. Live from Springfield, Ohio, it's Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. James and you're listening to Voices in My Head. If you hear this voice today, do not turn in the window. Welcome back to Voices in My Head, episode number 71 already. Can you believe it? Today my guest is David Leo Schultz. He is a movie director, he's an actor, he's a comedian, and uh, most importantly to me, or significantly to me anyway, because I'm such a huge Rich Mullins fan, he is the director of the new movie Ragamuffin, which is the story of Rich Mullins' life, and it's going to be coming out in 2013. In just a few minutes, I'm going to be sitting down with him and uh, talking with him over the phone about this movie and about his, uh, his experiences in Hollywood. He's a guy that's worked with a lot of talented, famous people like Chevy Chase and Burt Reynolds, um, and I'm, I'm interested to hear some stories about that. So who knows what the conversation is going to bring here in just a few minutes with David Leo Schultz. But I'm very excited to be able to, uh, to bring this interview to you today on Voices in My Head. Well, we're not going to be wasting any time today. I'm trying to trim the fat of the podcast, so to speak, make sure we get uh, as, as much quality interview time to you as we can. So I'm going to get right into Question of the Week. Question of the Week. Well, because our guest today is David Leo Schultz, and he is a very talented comedian, and you're going to get to hear more about him in just a few minutes, uh, I decided to ask a comedian question this week. We didn't have a whole lot of answers, but we had good answers this week. Uh, the question of the week was, who is your favorite comedian? And uh, Daniel Butcher wrote in, who are, we're also going to hear from in just a few minutes today. Um, Daniel Butcher wrote, Bob Newhart. Darlene Perrin wrote in, Bill Cosby. I love cake. Cake is great. LOL, she says. Uh, and Matthew Cole wrote in and said, Steve Martin. And I'd have to say, those are three of my favorite comedians as well. I'd probably have to put my favorite in there as Jim Gaffigan because, gosh, who doesn't love Jim Gaffigan and all his bits about food? But anyway, we didn't have many answers this week, so it was a very quick question of the week. Question of the week. Well, most of you that have been listening for a while know that I'm friends with some people that run a podcast called the Sci-Fi Christian Podcast. It's a really excellent podcast, and I would recommend it to any one of you. You need to go hear this show, especially if you're a Christian and you're a sci-fi fan, uh, because they cover all kinds of different topics and uh, everything from the the nerdy to things that are actually very in-depth. And uh, one of the people that I've got to meet as as a result of being friends with people from that podcast is Daniel Bush. 
Butcher. Uh, I play Words with Friends with him online, and he actually has his own podcast now. Uh, it's kind of an offshoot of the sci-fi Christian. Really nice guy. And uh, when he heard that I was having David Leo Schultz on the show today, uh, he called in and left a voicemail to be played on the show that uh, just kind of speaks to what kind of a person David is. So um, without any further delay, and before we get into the interview with David Leo Schultz. Here's a call that Daniel Butcher called in and left on the Voices in My Head voicemail line. Hey, Rick. This is Daniel Butcher from the Sci-Fi Christian. I think this is the first time I've been on your show after all those times of playing uh, Words with Friends. Hey, I noticed that you are interviewing uh, David Leo Schultz, and I got all excited about that. Um, I actually met David um, about seven, eight years ago, where he had worked a youth conference in Denver, and I had taken a group of kids there, and he was the hit of the conference for them, where he emceed and did some uh, stand-up. But but overall, the best uh, part of that whole session was he did kind of a uh, comedy acting uh, workshop where more kids than can fit a room showed up, and he did a fantastic job just showing the kids how they could do something really fun and uh, really enjoyable and also use it as a form of worship uh, in a way that really made sense and and wasn't fake. It, wasn't, it was very, very real. Um, a few months later, uh, probably five, six months later, we uh, asked David to uh, come to our church in uh, Kansas at the time where he hosted a community event for us and emceed, and then he also came in and he uh, he spoke um, and just gave a, a message that was one of the most uh, convicting messages I think I've ever heard where everybody in the room was pretty much expecting David to uh, instead uh, give us some stand-up and give us some laughs, and, and to be honest, instead he gave us something that made us reflect and made us think and made us uh, reflect on what it meant to be a Christian. Um, so I have always appreciated David, who's been very, very real, and very, very authentic in his walk. And i got to tell you, on that uh, trip to Kansas, he got stuck in a mini minivan for two, two and a half hours with me and five kids who had actually won the the right to pick him up um, as part of a Bible reading program we were doing that year. And literally getting to spend time with David was one of the most exciting things for them that entire year. Um, they were pumped. They were excited. And even though he was there in early fall, each and every one of those kids finished the Bible that year, uh, read it cover to cover uh, completely, um, changed the lives of many of them. And uh, um, a lot of it was uh, the fact that they knew they got to spend time with David. Um, so I've always appreciated that when he came, he spent some real time with them. We, we had dinners. We had uh uh, the time in the van, and he, he got to know each and every one of them, and he got to share um, a lot of his heart with with each of them. Um, and he also shared a lot of his heart with me, because uh, I'll be honest, it's uh, David who introduced me to uh, Brennan Manning, So, and, and those books are just absolutely fantastic. 
Well, thanks again to Daniel Butcher for leaving that very nice message about David Leo Schultz. I'm excited to be able to interview him very shortly here. Just a reminder to listeners of Voices in My Head that you too can call in to the listener voice line at 937-505-0162. Maybe you have a comment about the show you'd like to leave or maybe a funny story or I'd love to hear just how you listen to Voices in My Head. Maybe we should make that a question of the week one of these weeks. Hey, let's make it for next week. How do you listen to voices in my head? Like, are you washing dishes when you're doing it? Are you running on the treadmill? Are you driving someplace in your car? Do you take walks and listen on your, uh, you know, headphones, your iPod, earbuds? Uh, Let me know how it happens. Maybe you sit in front of the television watching something on YouTube, pretending it's me talking while you're listening through your earbuds. I don't know. But uh, give us a call at 937-505-0162. Well, I'm not sure if there's a person on the planet more excited than I am about the new Rich Mullins movie that is about to come out, Ragamuffin. And I'm looking forward to talking right now with David Leo Schultz, the director of that film. Uh, Rich Mullins has been a hero of mine for a very long time. He was, in my opinion and in the opinion of many others, a musical genius. But far beyond that, he was someone who, whenever I hear him sing, whenever I listen to his music... I seem to just feel the heartbeat of Christ through it. It makes me want to know Christ more. Many times I have prayed, Lord, if you'd please just let me write music in the similar way to Rich Mullins, not so much maybe that it would be such an incredible musical piece, but that it would move people to know Christ more. And uh, that has been my prayer so many times. Please, Lord, uh, let the way that Rich Mullins has had an effect on me for Christ Uh, Please help me to be that effective on other people in some way, even if it's just a small way. So uh, without any further hesitation, here's my conversation with the director of the new movie Ragamuffin, Mr. David Leo Schultz. My guest today on Voices in My Head is actor, writer, director, and comic David Leo Schultz. David has produced, written, and acted in movies with comedy greats like Chevy Chase, Burt Reynolds, Chris Kattan, and Fred Willard, just to name a few. In 2012, David also appeared in the critically acclaimed film Safety Not Guaranteed, starring Aubrey Plaza and Jake Johnson. If that weren't already an impressive resume, David has also appeared in commercials for Honda, a Doritos commercial which appeared in the Super Bowl, and a State Farm commercial with Indiana royalty Bobby Knight. His latest endeavor is directing the soon-to-be-released motion picture Ragamuffin, which tells the life story of the late singer-songwriter Rich Mullins. It's my pleasure to welcome David Leo Schultz to this week's episode of Voices in My Head. Welcome, David. Hey, thanks, man. You you make me sound great. You should be my agent. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and get that. All right, contract signed, we're done, moving on. (laughs) Well, it's it's great to have you here this week. I'm really excited to get to talk with you. Uh, If for no other reason, as I'm one of the biggest Rich Mullins fans you'll ever come in contact with, probably. And uh, so I'm looking forward to hearing about that. You know, as as we've really come to learn, there are um, a lot of... A lot of us out there, because I, I would definitely include myself in that uh, that category of massive Rich Mullins fans. <laughs> Excellent. And that's been part of the fun part of, of this journey is, is um, you know, you know there's a lot out there. I mean, as being a fan for many years, I you know that, um, but going along this journey, 
really realize that, that there is just a ton out there, which is really wonderful. That's great. Well, before we talk too much about Rich Mullins, you are a, a very talented comedian, and I've had uh, people actually write in to me emails that have said, you know, just ways that they've got to hear you speak. Sometimes even at teen retreats, there's a guy named Daniel Butcher that wrote in, and he even called into the show this week and left a message saying uh, how influential you were on him and uh, how much, he, even that you had referred him years ago to Brennan Manning and people like that, and you came to his church one time and spoke, and uh, just said you had a really powerful influence upon the teens there. So, uh, But knowing that you are also a comedian, uh, I thought a good question of the week for our listeners and for you this week would be, who is your favorite comedian? You know, I always go back and forth between two. Uh, it's, it's really hard uh, question. There's so many out there, but uh, for me, two of my all-time favorites are um, Bill Murray and Steve Martin. Hmm. Um, depending on the week, I go back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I'd probably say it's Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, you know, even with. Uh, if you ever read or listened to the audiobook of Steve Martin's book, he oh, yeah. even um he's one of the few comedians that Steve Martin is like astonished by wow. is Bill Murray. So Bill Murray might might be the king. He's for sure the king of subtlety. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I kind of uh popped in uh, uh what about Bob this weekend and just uh loved every minute of it. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, I, you know, I read the the book Born Standing Up, the Steve Martin book, yeah. and man, that that is a great book. Great book, yeah. And, uh, and last week, it's funny, I put a picture of Bill Murray on my Facebook page because I was uh, taking care of our four month old baby, and uh, oh, he cool. he spit up all over me, and uh, and it kind of <laughs> reminded me of that scene from Ghostbusters where Bill Murray gets slimed, and I so I just yeah. I put a picture up. I said, imagine instead of slime, this was spit up, because that's basically what happened to me. <laughs> nice. So, uh, well, that's great, man. Those are some awesome comedians, and uh, I, I mean, we could probably talk for a long time just about them, but we actually have your project we need to talk about today, so we'll try to switch gears a little bit. But did you say you actually got to spend some time talking with Bill Murray? Man, you have done your research. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was a happy accident, I guess. Um, this is uh, quite a few years ago. I, um, well, we had reached out to him to be in, in one of our movies. And, uh, you know, you don't think you're ever going to hear back. Um, but Bill Murray is infa infamous for not having representation. And so, uh, and for having just a direct line, the, which is pretty much a, a voicemail. Well, I had called, left a message about the project. And um, and that was it. And then a few months later, the uh, just the honest story of what happened is um, my representation at the time when they would call, the number would be blocked. Normally, I don't answer blocked numbers. Yeah. But at that time, I would just because, oh, well, I know that's my manager. So I, honest to goodness story, I was in a, in our production office at the time in the restroom in the production office. It was a small building, small offices. So I was in the restroom, going to the restroom, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And um, a number called, 
and uh, it was a blocked number, and I was like, oh, well, this might be my manager, and so I just answered it, and sure enough, it was Bill Murray, <laughs> and I was just in utter shock, right? Uh, and it was kind of an embarrassing conversation because I was completely unprofessional <laughs> and like uh, a kid at Christmas, and you know, you've never heard any anybody do an impression of Bill Murray, and it was completely his voice, and yeah. he was completely professional, and um, and I, uh, you know, just said, you know, man, I would love to work with you one day, and that whole thing, and uh, he was really sweet, he was really nice, he was like, well, it's a really funny project, and he goes, I'm unavailable, who knows, but he was, uh, the fact that he called back personally was so him yeah. <laughs> and so shocking at the same time. That's pretty But my favorite Bill, Nor- Bill Murray stories are when he's in Chicago on the L train and he walks up to somebody, grabs their cheeks and shakes their face and goes, no one's going to believe you. No one's going to believe you. <laughs> That's funny. So I being in the restroom, got off the phone, walked out and, and screamed, the most amazing thing just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Which in the context I didn't really think about how that worked, but That was the greatest trip to the restroom ever. That was. So. Best time I've ever had in the restroom. <laughs> well, what a great story. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. It's gonna it's yep. actually hard to top, you know, talking about Bill Murray, but I have a, a question for you about your production company. I noticed that the name of it is the color green. And uh, since we're talking about Rich Mullins, was that name derived from the song by Rich Mullins, The Color Green? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it all started with a cassette tape my cousin uh, put in her car and her tape deck uh, picking me up from summer camp when I was 13. And I had influences of Celtic music from my dad. And um, so I've always had an affinity for Celtic-type music, even as a kid. And um, so I, and was that, oh, I really liked it, or was that, oh, I liked it because my dad liked it, I don't know. Um, I've, now I can say I really like it. Sure. <laughs> um, but he, he, my cousin popped in the tape, and I was like, oh, what's this? And um, literally, the first song I ever heard from Rich Mullins was The Color Green. Hmm. Liturgy, Legacy, Ragamuffin, Band, too. Yeah. And, uh, and I just, and the, the, you know, this is super cheesy what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> um, but the, the conversation I was having as a 13 year old with my cousin Amanda at the time, being just picked up from camp and uh, church camp, and you're all on that super spiritual high, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Was, how can we use the talent and giftings that we have from God to serve him, right, yeah. um, as a 13-year-old? As a um, and, uh, you know, I, I think a few years earlier, I grew up in a really funny family. Um, most people in my uh, mom's side of the family, and, and then I would even say, like, my dad, really funny people. And so... Uh, a lot of the members of my family had a real affinity for Saturday Night Live sketch comedy. Uh, you can blame our parents for letting us watch that, but we <laughs> indeed watch that all the time. 
And uh, so we would do, like, uh, sketches. We would, you know, just kid stuff, taping sketches in our living rooms. And we would lock, literally sometimes lock our grandma in the bathroom uh, when she would babysit us, and we would uh, tape <laughs> sketches for hours. <laughs> uh, we were kind of cruel kids. Uh, anyway, um, so the, um, when you kind of have that, that camp spiritual high experience, you don't care what it looks like, I think, which is, I think, that even at 33 versus being 13, it's still a beautiful thing when you have that excitement and intimacy with Christ and you go, oh, I don't care if this looks pretty or not, I, I just want to be used. Mm. I just want to serve. And Even though I know that God doesn't need me, I... I, I Whatever it's, it's like falling in love. Yeah. You don't care how stupid you look. Yeah. Even though yeah, you look really stupid. So that was pretty much my teenage years. Was I? We were driving in that backseat of my cousin's car, and I, and we were joking at the time of starting like a Christian drama team, mm-hmm. which that just sounds cheesy. Look, <laughs> um, beautiful heart, but very cheesy, and. um so hearing the color green for the first time, we named it the color green Christian drama team. And it was a joke, but it stuck for a lot of years after that. That's great. Yeah. Well, and what, and what a great name. Cause that's uh, for a lot of us, Rich Mullen fan. That's, that's just one of his finest songs. I mean, just all there is to it, but it always, you know, with that Celtic music, it does always make me wonder, are they the Boston Celtics or the Boston Celtics? You know, when you start talking about that. <laughs> that is a great point. I thought about that. I always wonder, am I supposed to call it Celtic music? I don't know. So I guess, I guess that kind of, that kind of music would be basketball music, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> I think anybody from Boston can get away with pretty much anything. So if they want to call it Celtic, they can do whatever they want. That's right. <laughs> well, um, this new movie, Ragamuffin, that's coming out, um, unless I'm mistaken, I, I think I read that it's going to be um, kind of the theatrical version, the biopic-type movie, but there's also a documentary coming out as well about Rich Mullen's life. Um, are, do you have yeah. uh, your hand, your production company, doing both of those projects? Yeah, yeah. It's really confusing, and... Um... You know, we know it's super confusing, and um, and we're we're trying to deal with that as we speak. But we um, the 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 cool thing was is it was always just supposed to be a theatrical movie with actors. But you know, we even though again, I'm if I'm not the president of the Rich Mullins Fan Club, I'm probably the vice president. You can be the president. <laughs> okay. <very> um, <laughs> You know, I felt like I really knew Rich's story. Well, when we the the family agreed to um, let us make the movie, um, Dave Mullins, uh, uh, Rich's youngest brother, uh, he's been the the day to day guy from the family, mm-hmm. and um, and I he really to me has that same mischievous <laughs> and. Uh, lovely spirit that Rich had, right, of kind of like, right when we signed, I was like, okay, so tell me all about your brother. Mm-hmm. And 
he was like, well, I'll tell you only this, my experience and what I know, which he was really honest with, which was, you know, he was much younger, um, much younger than, um, than Rich. And he goes, you know, the rest of it, you're just going to have to learn the hard way. So, which I love that. (laughs) Um, Frustrating at times. (laughs) But I loved it. And um, so we, um, and this is back in the fall of 2010, we we knew Brendan Manning's health wasn't well. Mm -hmm. We knew there was a whole roster of people that we didn't even know of yet that we probably needed to talk to. But we knew Brennan Manning was one, and we knew his health wasn't well. And that was two and a, uh, two and a half, no, three years ago. Mm-hmm. I can't remember now. So we started with uh, the family first, and um, I got to meet Rich's mom and all of his siblings. And then we, uh, over the next eight months, drove around the country or flew around the country um, meeting everybody, and we taped that whole process. Hmm. So, you know, we started out with no money. Hmm. Um, and we, at the time, right when when the deal first happened, we got a little bit of money in. Because mm-hmm. um, we're independent. And um, it was, that's pretty much been on the story of our journey was God's, like many of our journeys, God just provided enough. Hmm. And so, yeah. God provided just enough for us to really just learn about Rich. Not really much to do anything else. Hmm. So at the time, we thought, oh, well, we don't know really what's going to happen. Maybe this will just be a documentary. But we we always knew that that's not what we wanted. We wanted a, a movie movie. And then so it really wasn't clear. It's part of why it's really not clear now is it wasn't clear for us for a long time. Hmm. And then probably, um, I think a few months before we started shooting the, the movie last July, we came to the, the decision that we would do both. Hmm. Um, and now there's market confusion, but, you know, we're okay. With that. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> so no. You, we've got the documentary and we have the movie. Sure. Which, you know, actually, I think that's a really cool idea. I mean, I I, I think it was uh, when, when I first heard about it, I was excited about both because I just feel like there's different things you can do with a narrative uh, in a form of a, you know, kind of a feature film that sometimes maybe you can tell more and sometimes maybe you can tell less, you know, and, and a documentary just kind of gives you the freedom to just kind of put it all out there without having to necessarily uh, stick to just a straight narrative, you know, in the way that that story goes. So I'm really excited about seeing both of them. I think that's a great idea, actually. Um, I love it. I, I mean, I really love it. I, you know, I um, my head has been so in the sand on, so to speak, on making the movie that I hadn't watched the documentary in a really long time because we we, we still aren't sure which we want to put out first. Sure. Um, We'll just see what happens, but we, um, you know, I hadn't watched the documentary in oh, probably like six or seven months, and I um, just in the editing, the, the movie, movie, hmm. just as I call the narrative, <laughs> the movie, movie, 
And um, I watched the documentary because we just got it back from um, the sound mixer or whatever. And I just went, I turned to my team who was watching it with me and I just went, man, I love this. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I had, I knew I loved it, but I had forgotten how much I did. Sure. Um, now, I don't know, um, in terms of the documentary, um, I, I think a lot of people will love it, but I, I think it's, it's, um, it's, uh, Definitely, people that that know his story or know of his story will will really appreciate it. Sure, definitely. Well, I think it's interesting too. You know, one of the benefits of the internet right now is just seeing that trailer for the first time and uh, getting to share it on some of my sites and stuff, and just uh, being like, because I was so excited. And you just see comments about it. I don't know. I'm sure you've probably been following some of them, but it just seems like the internet is kind of just getting more and more excited about this project. Uh, which is such a cool way for marketing to happen anymore, kind of at a grassroots level. Yeah. And uh, and I, I think yeah, before 2005, I mean, this wouldn't have been possible. Yeah. I mean, really, thanks to YouTube and sites like Vimeo and no, we will, we we, I mean, we haven't spent a dollar yet on marketing dollars. Huh. And so we literally just, I think, put it up on the Facebook first. Yeah. And. Um, I mean, I was really touched, to be really honest with you. I just didn't, I, you know, obviously we're not a big blockbuster movie where it had to have millions of hits, but I, in terms of going, man, what a blessing. Mm-hmm. We haven't spent any money to promote this at all. Uh, I think a few sites now have picked it up, mm-hmm. but in that first, I think, 24 to 36 hours, it received like 60,000 views. Wow. That's amazing. Which for, yeah, I mean, to me it is, you know, I I don't know what's other people, but but for me, I go, Oh wow, this is, for me, it shows, um, man, the, the Rich Mullins fans are really out, out there alive and well, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and excited about the story. And I think that, that we've had a lot of people discover Rich's story along the journey who, who don't know who Rich is, but, the idea of a story like this about, yeah, he was he was a, a dude who loved Jesus, um, but he was very vulnerable about his brokenness, sure, um, and very honest about that. Is I think at least in the the movie form, um, people really haven't seen that yet, um, and they're excited about it like we are. Sure. Well, and it wasn't too long ago, you know, over the past year, I've had um, different christian artists on on this podcast like jason gray or andrew peterson different ones and um and they you know all of them seem to have just this incredible admiration for rich mullins and uh just a few episodes ago i had randy cox on who was rich mullins's first publisher and uh it 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 never has been my intention to like you know, have all these Rich Mullins focused podcasts, but the conversation just ultimately go that way because so many of us are such big fans of Rich. So, uh, so when you think about that and like people of influence that are excited about this film and, and then, you know, just everyday people that are excited. And so I'd love to know if, if you would like to share a little with us, not that I want you to give any spoilers away, but what were some things that you personally found to be maybe inspiring or surprising as you researched uh, Rich Mullins' life? I think it's this. 
um, the more um, junk I discovered out about Rich Mullins, it just didn't affect me. Hmm. I think that that was one of the most surprising things was to learn about some... If you would take any any Christian right now who maybe is even listening to this, and you would open up their lives... I, I like how one of my youth pastor friends put it. He goes, you know, if you took our worst five minutes of our whole life and you put it into a movie... Uh, any of us working within the church would be fired. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, you know, so we all have junk. And learning about Rich Mullen's junk, um, I would often turn to my wife or I would turn to, to Dave Mullins or I would turn to um, my team and go, man, it just doesn't affect me. Um, or my affection or admiration of of the indwelling Christ within him. Sure. And I think that goes a lot to what we all, all already know about Rich, which was this. He, he was open and honest about his brokenness. Hmm. Maybe he didn't go into details, um, specifics. At times he did, which we always loved because it made the audience uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um but when you live when you live in such a way of being really honest that you that you have brokenness in in not putting up a facade about that, like I love that one of Rich's lyrics, like I, I love you more than your mask. Oh yeah, right. Like that's it's in his music. It was in his life of let's not pretend like. Um, that, that we've all got our acts together. Hmm. So when you, when you research a, a person's life like that, you go, oh, yeah, he was screwed up. But you know what? So am I. Yeah. Versus someone who's, who in at times we all do this. When we talk about our sin or we talk about our brokenness, we always talk about it in, in the past tense. Well, I used to be like this. Yeah. This is a sin I used to struggle. You really find it's really rare when you find the person that that goes like, "No, I'm currently in the midst of this." Yeah, and really open about that. I think not that we don't do that. I think that hopefully, you know, we're in community or we're with fellow Christians that we can open up about those things. Sure. But but that being said, there's it's still a rare thing to find a guy who's on the platform, on, on a stage, going, no, today, I'm struggling with this. Mm. So rare, so rare. We like to paint this picture of ourselves that, like, the redeemed version of ourselves. Yeah. The, the 100% sanctified version of ourselves, which hasn't happened yet on this side. Right. Of the Jordan, right? That's right. But... Rich Mullins was one of those yeah. that would go, oh, no, I'm not talking about something I used to, this is this is me today, which is a ragamuffin in need of God's, a beggar, as Brennan put it, a beggar at the door of 
God's mercy. Sure. And that's why I think that even though he died in 97, that he, his testimony, which is not his biography, but a testimony is God's story within your story, right? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Still, still holds up today. And, and still, I think, the, um, the challenging inspiration for, for an audience. And I, and I know I'm kind of on a rabbit trail here, but I think that that's where I start to get really passionate about this movie. Sure. Is I go, I go, look, we're not just trying to put out another movie here and, and call it Christian and trying to make money off a Christian audience. Sure. Um, um, what we hope this is, what we hope this is, is, I think we hope it's many things, but I, so I should say one of the things that we hope that this is, is a movie for, especially for the, the, the Christian who won't even walk in the doors of a church today. Yeah. Um, because they've been so burnt out by religiosity or or legalism or what have you. Yeah. Or to those who, who and I have many of these friends who go, man, I, I really like, from what I've heard and learned, I really like Jesus. Yeah. I don't have a relationship with them. They want to say they have a relationship with them. But, hey, I really like Jesus or the idea of Jesus. Oh, man, but I cannot stand Christians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to go, oh, man, man, this could hopefully be a tool. Sure. To Because to, that's the experience that I've had with my um, some of my uh, uh, friends who don't know Jesus um, in the industry. Um, I've had them read the script or, or, or um, hear about a story, and they're just really into it. Hmm. Like, not just the polite into it, but like, wow, who was this guy? Yeah. Well, so. and, and you know what? As I as I think about the way you're talking about this, I even though I'm a Christian and I'm I'm all about Christians being art, and I'm a, a singer-songwriter myself, um, I, I don't find myself being a really big fan of Christian movies uh, simply because I, I feel like they're um, – almost trying to to write for the christian market only you know and then say well this is going to win everybody but nobody really ever sees the film except a christian you know uh yeah. or any interest in that and one thing i love about like um some of these biopics like you know whether it's the one about ray charles or johnny cash or you know different things like that um you know unfortunately they are a very realistic portrayal in the sense we get to see all their junk but one thing I'm really looking forward to about um, with Rich Mullins, which what I think is what your film is probably going to be uh, showing, is we not only get to see the person and, and the, the stuff in their life that they struggled with, but to see a life that had also is being redeemed by Christ in the midst of this through their honesty and through all of that, which I think, yeah. you know, that, that to me is the appeal hopefully of this film. I, one of my favorite stories about Rich Mullins, and I think I got this from a book I read years ago from his life was um, how he had an argument with his, his neighbor, this lady that was next door and, and just yelled at her and they got in this big argument and, and it was the kind of thing they both went to their house slamming the door, you know, and then said like 30 minutes later, 
Rich was outside cutting her grass for her, you know? Because, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, of, I think that was an arrow. I think that was, um, um, I, I believe that was Rich's manager. Yeah. Okay, and that and that may have very well have been. Uh, I love that story because to me oh, that yeah. describes such a, a human side of a person. But also, you know, when we're following Christ, there is that moment. It's not that we never make a mistake. It's not that we... Um, aren't people who struggle but there is something about the Holy Spirit moving inside of us that says you know what you need to go make this right you know and and, and yeah. won't leave us where we are loves us too much to leave us where we are and continues to help redeem us in life so yeah. uh, all that is to say I'm really looking forward to this film man I think it's going to be awesome <laughs> yeah well I thank you man yeah I, I think our movie is a, is a is a ravenous love story between Rich and God Hmm. And um, you know, and hopefully people see that, and um, and I'm sure some people won't. But um, you know, that's, that's something we talked about from the very beginning. Is is um, is when you show somebody's brokenness, I think you're going to have um, certain folks who go, "Oh, this isn't gratuitous enough." Yeah. And you'll have certain folks that go. Oh, this is too gratuitous. Yeah. Um, but we really try to. Whenever a decision had to be made, we had we went. Okay, we're not investigative journalists trying to dig up dirt. Yeah. Um, and then the flip side is we're not here to make him a saint. Right. Um, and I think that the rule of thumb for us, at least for me, was the scriptures. When it comes to the scriptures, um, I let that be my rule of thumb because I go, man, the Holy Spirit writing the scriptures through men and women was really open and honest about all of their uh, junk. Sure. And uh, and I go, man, why are we in terms of? Because really, I mean. The, the heart of this movie was was sharing the testimony of Rich, right? Um, or a a testimony <laughs> of Rich. Yeah, sure. Um, is going. Oh, let's just be honest about it. Where it seems like we're we're afraid to do that, at least in cinematic form, at this time and place. Hopefully that'll change. Yeah. But I go, man, the scriptures didn't hide that stuff at all. Mm-hmm. Um, why should we? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, let me ask you because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to take advantage of all your time today, but it's been a really great opportunity to talk to you. Um, let me ask: How can we, as listeners, help get the word out about this film, other than just maybe you know sharing it on our social networking sites like Facebook or Twitter? You know, putting the trailer out. Uh, I know when you're trying to do something on a on an independent uh, basis, you need the support of as many people as yeah, you can. Yeah. So what what can we do to help you? You know, I'll give you something new. In addition to that, what would be really nice is is email us at ragamuffinmovie at gmail.com. Okay. And tell us um, what city you're in. Okay. Where are you at? Um, 
That would let us know in terms of a, a theatrical release where people are really located. Sure. Um, we know some areas, but, you know, on a daily basis, we have people writing us from all over. And sometimes they let us know where they're, they're at. But in terms of we want the movie to come out to theaters near you as well. Sure. But we need to know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, because more than likely, this won't be a 2000 movie theater yeah. uh, release. It'll be smaller than that. And, and we really want to um, give everybody an opportunity to see it in the theater that wants to see it in the theater. So um, so that, that would be really helpful. I, we have a marketing strategy that we're going to be rolling out here in the next few months um, in terms of how a more organized strategy to involve people to really get on board to help through street teams, through um, getting your, 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 whether it's your church or your college or your, your group um, to, to help us um, get the word out and um, get people to the movie theaters uh, when it comes out. Sure. Um, but we'll, we'll be rolling that out. So for now, it would be really nice to know where are people at <laughs> that, that would that, that would pay the you know eight to twelve dollars to see this movie in the theater? Exactly. That would that would be really nice. <laughs> well, I think our listeners will do that, and um, so let me encourage all of you to do that. Tell us that email address one more time. It is ragamuffinmovie at gmail dot com. Okay, so listeners, write in to ragamuffinmovie at gmail dot com. I know a lot of you are excited about this new film, and uh, make sure and tell them where you are, and uh, and do your best to share uh, as much as you can, and do this for them too. Uh, uh, the Color Green Production Company. Pray for them, and uh, pray for them to help them have wisdom uh, to know where to put this out at and how to do it in the best way. It's just one of those things in this day and time with all of the the great marketing that's out there and and so much even free marketing, it's still hard to know exactly where to go, you know, because there's so many people look at so many different places, and and I really feel like this is an important story that, that people will benefit from seeing and from hearing. Um, so David, thank you so much for being on the, the voices in my head today. And as I always say to my guests, thank you for being one of the voices in my head. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Great to meet you, Rick. And thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it and definitely need the prayer. So thank you. You've been listening to voices in my head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. And I'd love this to be a community experience, so if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback, you can give me suggestions for future shows, you can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.